Are you a small business owner or someone who has a real interest in building your own brand? Then deep dive into the UP Consulting Group's Business Building Bootcamp, the annual convention and training camp for entrepreneurial spirits. Join us this March 5 and 6 to discover how you can unlock your business potential. Based on the Youngblood column of the Philippine Daily Inquirer, this is the Youngblood Podcast. Stories written by the Filipino youth that inform, empower, and inspire. I'm your host, Leah Angela Shoko. In many ways, one's character and identity are greatly affected by one's knowledge of his or her parents. But what if you don't know one of them? Natalia Patolot, a rising second-year student at the Ateneo, takes on this question in this week's essay, Tapping into My Mother's Mind. My mother and I were in the car. The traffic had come to a complete stop. In front of us was a long ribbon of taillights flashing red and white. Tap, tap, tap. Tapping my fingers on the brown envelope that sat on my lap, I unconsciously produced the rhythm, each bead rushing after another in an attempt to fill the silence that brooded between us. Tap, tap, tap. There was something important that I wanted to ask her. This question had been lingering inside my head. Voicing it out could confirm or disprove the elaborate theories I had spun in my head and perhaps finally unravel the truth that had been hidden from me for 18 long years. Just the thought of me finally knowing his identity somehow excited me. I could already imagine myself sharing the information with others instead of smiling awkwardly in response, parading my knowledge instead of writing NA whenever I had to fill out any forms, or maybe just knowing it for my own peace of mind. I had no plans to look for him. I just wanted a proper answer. Tap, 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 tap. Still, even though I desperately wanted to know the truth, there was something in my gut that told me not to do it, though there was another part that urged me, almost begging, to just ask her. Tap, 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 tap. As if on cue, all the reasons to not do it suddenly came flooding in, as if an outside force had sent my mind a blanket invitation. The more I thought about it, the more pronounced the fear I felt about how she would react. Would she lash out? Ignore everything I say? Or just cry? I was definitely terrified of the last one. I did not want to trigger her in any way. Tap, 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 tap. I was trying to sort the arguments I had made in my mind, desperately attempting to convince myself by imagining a positive outcome from this situation. I knew it was better to try now than to have regretted later and think of the what-ifs again. And I also knew that I was old enough and mature enough to know. I had been deprived of knowing this part of my life way too long. Tap, tap, tap. Who is my father? I mouthed to myself silently. I found myself practicing how I was going to say it. Tap, tap. I shook my head. I didn't want my thoughts to swirl into a vortex of guilt and doubt anymore. I knew I needed to calm down, to let my thoughts leak into the other, 
to snap out of it and regain control. Then, can I ask you a serious question? I said, finally breaking the silence between us. What is it? She replied casually. She didn't look my way though. Her eyes remained glued on the road. I opened my mouth to speak, but no words came out. I took a deep breath, trying one more time. Who is my father? The moment those words left my mouth, a flood of emotions rushed into me. Doubt? Confusion? Curiosity? And most surprisingly of all, relief. It was as if the years of tension and confusion finally drained out of me in one big rush. You finally want to talk about it. Her, fo- her tone was calm, though there was a hint of shock in it. I noticed that her fingers had started to lightly tap on the steering wheel as well. Tap, tap, tap. I nodded in response, and with that she gave me a summary of how it all went down. The disappointment of her parents, the pressures of being a single parent, and the difficult choices she had to make for me. She also revealed to me my father's identity and explained why his absence in my life was something she decided on and was initially very firm with. I honestly don't know if I made the right decision. I didn't want you to experience the trauma of living with an unreliable and inconsistent parent. Her voice was laced with her barely hidden self-doubt and sadness as the pace of her tapping increased. I shook my head. I started to feel silly for having hesitated to ask her this question in the first place. Her reaction was not as bad as I imagined, and she even had self-doubts about the situation as well. I started to think that maybe, if I had asked her earlier, she wouldn't even be feeling this way right now. You made the right decision, I told her. As I said those words with confidence, her tapping abruptly stopped. The car began to slow down until the traffic caused us to come to a halt again. I am happy with the way things are, I added. Really? She asked in disbelief. I nodded in reply. A small smile spread across my face. I looked down at my hands. They lay flat on the brown envelope. My mother's hands, meanwhile, were lightly gripping the wheel. Both of us had stopped tapping. Suddenly, everything just made sense to me. His absence in my life. My mother's parenting style. Her protectiveness towards me hanging out with boys. Her temper and even her maturity. Though I never met my father, I have her. Life caused me to have a single mother who made me the strong person I am today. It was always hard for my mom to keep up with other parents, but she still somehow managed to get me everything I wanted and more. She was only 23 years old when she gave birth to me, and because of that, she had no choice but to grow up fast. At a young age, I saw the effects of being a single parent and the ways they changed my mother. She not only had to be a young mother, she also had to find a way to replace the void of a father or a father figure in my life. I've always seen my mother as strong, independent, and courageous. Growing up watching her live her dreams in the face of all the circumstances she faced made me want to strive for a better life for myself. At the end of our talk, dusk was already gathering. The sun shone a dull glow in the overcast sky. 
my mind was clear. Tap, tap, tap. I turned to look at my mother. Her eyes still looked straight ahead and were focused on the road, while her fingers lightly tapped the steering wheel. Mom, I said, trying to catch her attention. Tap, tap, tap. You've done a great job. You are a great mother. And with that, the tapping stopped completely. Natalia's essay was published on Mother's Day last May 2019. We talked about the inspiration behind her work and what she's been up to since it was published. So first of all, Natalia, let me just say thank you for writing this essay. For an 18-year-old, write about something so personal and also at the same time, a universal story is something that I really admire about you and your work. So congratulations on that. And thank you once again. This is such an amazing gift to avid Youngblood readers. So my first question is actually about the craft of your work. Uh, I loved how you were so detached in a way that you had a multidimensional lens when you're writing about it. Like, even though this was a very, I would say, difficult topic to write about because it deals with loss and a little bit of anger, resentment. I didn't hear any of that. You controlled possible negative emotions so flawlessly and it came out a little bit subtle, I would say. And that's what I loved about it. I didn't hear any complaints, any blame, anything negative. In fact, you kind of turned all those prospective negativity into something that I can see as the beautiful parts of the essay, which are the learnings that you learned and in a way kind of accepted. So can you tell us a little bit more about the craft and the story behind your story? Before I go in depth about that, can I give a little backstory to it? Um, so, well, ever since I was a child, it has been an unspoken agreement between everyone in the family to not talk about my father at all. They've always acted like nothing was wrong and that this was completely normal. I didn't mind because I, this was all I've ever known. And so when I was in grade two, I thought fathers weren't really needed to make a child. I remember <laughs> my classmates asked me who my father was. And I simply responded with, I don't have one. And then she looked at me confused, rightfully so, if I may add, and said, I mean, I guess after that, I just became very curious about him. And I even started to think, oh, nga, no, where is my father? Despite this, I still didn't have the courage yet to ask my mother about him until like 10 years later. So when I was younger, I've always thought to myself that I would ask her on my 18th birthday. I thought that I would be mature enough to understand the reason why my father was absent in my life and why no one ever talked about him. A part of me was like excited about this as I've created multiple theories inside my head. I wanted to know if I got at least one thing right. Some elaborate theories would be like, uh, yung mga, I thought my mother... I thought my, he, that he was born into a rich family and that his mother or my grandmother didn't like my mother and she threatened my mother to stay away from her. <laughs> yeah, like some of the teleseries. 
Yeah, or he was already a married man with children, and that my mom, who was possibly unaware of this initially, decided to not ruin other people's lives by introducing me to this. Parang ano mo ganon? I know that these are some far crazy, far-fetched ideas, but back then, I guess the sky was the limit. It kept things interesting between my friends and I whenever we talked about him. It let me wonder about the life he has lived, his reason for leaving, and what could have been if he stayed in my life. I guess this also kind of spared me from disappointment. Disappointment from his lack of accountability, his irresponsibility, and even remorse. Anyway, so when my 18th birthday came, sorry ang haba ng backstory, pero may sense to. I still didn't have the guts to ask her. I was scared that maybe her experience with my father was really traumatizing, and I didn't want to bring it up and make her feel sad again from trying to recall the past. I guess I was also scared of finding out the truth again. Because no one ever brought him up before. From that, I assumed that it must have been really bad. A few months later, ito na yung story talaga. After you're going from Ateneo, I remember that this was in C.P. Garcia area. Because I had to reserve my slot and submit some of my requirements, I finally mustered up enough courage to do it. It was definitely something not planned. Um, it was just a spur of the moment. I remember that this was the day that we found out what my tuition fee is in Ateneo. I guess I was just frustrated during the time that if my father were present in my life, my mother wouldn't have to carry all of this financial burden on her own. Asking her was definitely frightening and nerve-wracking for me, and I'm sure for her too. Like the theories I thought of before, I expected a, a more dramatic reveal. Or maybe I just watched too many drama movies or series. But it was really just a calm conversation in the car, just like the essay. I see. I see. Thanks for sharing. And it's interesting that you mentioned that when you were younger, you had all these stories made up. And they were very, I would say, dramatic. But when you asked your mom, when you asked your mom, and she actually told you about the real reason why she didn't want to know your dad, was that something that you expected? Or it was kind of a different one? Like... Um, what was your reaction? I would, I would, I would say. Um, I guess I wasn't really that surprised. Um, I guess that was the realistic one, a theory that I thought also compared to the others. That maybe he just left, like he was like a playboy, ganon. And specifically, I want to point out in your essay that. There was just so much emotions coming in, and yet you controlled it so flawlessly. And despite the drama, like not knowing everything, and at the same time kind of being worried about your situation, because you mentioned at the time you wanted to go to Ateneo, and you were thinking about the burden that your mom was carrying alone. How did you handle writing such an emotional piece and... Even having the courage to get it published and having a lot of people read your story. Um, the reason why I decided to submit this to Young Blood because I wanted to get into writing again. A few months before I submitted my essay, I was an intern in the Philippine Daily Enquirer, and I had my first article published ever. That honestly regained the spark and love I had for writing because writing has always been a hobby of mine ever since I was a little girl. I definitely had a wild imagination. I needed some kind of outlet. 
I used to write a lot of fan fictions actually on Wattpad about my favorite anime. Or sometimes I would just write whenever I needed to make sense of my own thoughts and emotions. It helped me fully grasp and face what I felt instead of constantly bottling it up inside of me. I'm glad that I discovered Young Blood through that internship. And I'm glad that it gave me the chance to share my truth, my thoughts, and the emotions that I felt during one of the biggest moments of my life. I must confess, though, that deep down, I submitted that because I wish that he could have seen it somehow, recognized my last name, realized that I was talking about him, and eventually reached out. Though he never did, I also wish that my essay would be able to help other people who are in a similar situation as I am and to know that they are not alone. That's a very noble drive out there. And I'm glad that it got published because I think not a lot of kids have that maturity that you have, especially as teenagers, to come into terms with, I would say, a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned that you really wanted to know him, but then your mother didn't want to. So even without her consent, prior getting your essay published, because you mentioned that it was really a way for you to have him come. Aside from that, even without her knowing, did you try to look for him? And what happened? And do you still want to know him as of the moment? Or do you see it happening in the future? Actually, after I found out about him, I immediately told all of my friends about it his name, the backstory, and how I asked it. We all tried to look for him through different social media platforms, but it turns out that he has a very, very common name. The only description that my mother gave me was that I look very much like him. She even described me as his carbon copy. To be honest, when she told me that, I, I immediately felt awful just because I thought I served as a daily reminder to her of the struggles and trauma she has dealt with because of me of his absence. Anyway, besides the fact that he looked like me, we didn't really have a clear idea of how he may actually be, considering that he has already aged, he may be sporting tattoos now, he has a different profession. It was just really a dead end. I asked my mom if she ever had contact with him, and she said no. During the time that I asked her, it has been 19 years since the last time she saw or spoke to him. She also warned me to not look for him. She was concerned that maybe he had a family of his own and it's better to leave them alone. She also said something that I guess hit me the most. She said that if he wanted to really connect and meet up with me, he should have done that long ago, but he didn't, even after all these years. And with that, I, I guess I just gave up my search for him. I thought there was no use for looking for him anymore. And I also didn't talk to my mother about him again. However, even though I gave up looking for him deep down, I still do want to meet him, of course. I wanted to also see and understand his side of the story and how he eventually turned out, or if he's still even alive, and possibly meet my half-siblings. I know, alam mo, your story reminds me of this Netflix film. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's Tagalog, actually. It's a Filipino film. And it's, it, it really sounds like you, eh. Um, the, the actress was Sofia Andres. She really reminds me, yeah, Mama's Girl. And the lens in that story was cooking because it was how the kid, the child, the girl got to know her mom, you know, through cooking. And dito naman in your essay, I could say that the lens was 
you in the car in that situation and the lens through which you projected yourself and your mother in a way was your dad's situation like you wanted to know him and you wanted to ask him that question yeah so interesting lang and i wanted i wanted to point that out one of the questions that struck me from the mama's grill was that the mom asked the girl if ever na she needed the the father to know her identity or to know her true self because in most cases people say that yeah you really don't know yourself unless you know your roots or you know your family's lives the lives they they lived the lives they had even the ones that they don't really share i mean it's something that i think families stuck together within their circle so i want to know if you ever felt that identity loss i mean uh i or i you know i mean you want to to know him because you want to know yourself more or or was it more of something that you just want to know him and you always felt like you knew yourself um it's easy to want what other people have my friends would tell me stories about their fathers they tell me the cute moments they've had together their father's profession their common interests that they bond over and how they would proudly flaunt that they were a daddy's girl and listening to that and sometimes even witnessing the close bond that they have together in real life makes me sometimes wish that I had that kind of bond as well. But sometimes, even though I feel a hole, this emptiness within me, one that I think can never be filled by anyone else, but the kind of relationship that I'm seeking for, in moments like this, I would always remember the people who took care of me, whether it be my mother, my grandparents, my titos and titas, or even the yayas who took care of me when I was younger. I think about how they successfully filled the role that was missing and even went above and beyond to make me never feel like there was something lacking. So yeah, that's how I deal with it. Another question that's really interesting aside from from that was uh, the message that you wanted to give to other people in the same situation, especially teenagers or little kids. Because I think your essay, while it really shows how you handled that situation we want to know i want to know personally if it's if it's something that everyone can do you know dealing with something so difficult like that so if you have any message or advice for kids in the same situation what would it be and why yeah so like i said it really is easy to want what other people have and another sometimes this emptiness but i guess what i'm trying to say is Uh, what I said a while ago is that there are still some people that love you who care for you want nothing but the best for you and wouldn't leave you behind even if you're not related to them I guess it's really important to recognize and surround yourself with this love and reciprocate it generously and with that you'll never feel that emptiness again I guess that's what I felt because my mom was really tried her best to fill both roles and the bad when i was in grade 2 i didn't even know na kailangan pala yung tatay yes. so uh, that's it. that's what i feel what happened since your publication has your thoughts changed or have you felt differently is there something that you may want to change looking back on your essay um, honestly reading it again made me just want to make clear that I do not have any ill feelings towards my father. Like I said a while ago, I just really wanted to meet or speak to him. 
even just once. I wanted to know how his life has been after leaving my mother alone to take care of me and if he has changed. My mother has painted to him to me as parang this playboy that didn't want to settle down. He always told me that he had big dreams of living abroad and he had definitely no plans of taking care of me. When he found out that my mother was pregnant, he made it very clear that he wouldn't be the perfect father. He only offered me her to give her his last name and money from time to time to help raise me. He already knew that he would just come and go in my life and he couldn't promise consistency. My mother obviously wouldn't agree with that. And I think my mother made the right choice. Until this day, I still think the same. Being a single mother is probably the hardest and most empowering thing she has ever done. She knew that it is better for me to never know my father at all than to grow up with trauma, abandonment, and pain. She didn't want me to grow up thinking that it is my fault for his inconsistency. And I'm honestly very grateful for that. I am grateful for my mother's strength, love, and courage to keep moving forward. And I honestly can't imagine what she must have been through as a single mother. As to be honest, all my life, people have looked at me with concern and somewhat pity for my father's absence. Some would even try to diagnose me thinking that I act or think a certain way because of that. When in reality, I never thought of it that way. I remain grateful and content for the way I have been brought up and the life that I've lived. And although I never got to experience certain father-daughter things, whatever that may be, <laughs> I had my and my lolo who served as my father figures all these years and my mother who was able to fill both roles. So going back to what I initially said about my father, I'm not mad at him, nor do I have a grudge in him. I'm disappointed that he didn't take any responsibility and learn to change when there was another life involved. However, I'm also thankful that he was honest with my mother. I'm thankful he didn't promise anything he couldn't keep. And I know that if it weren't for his absence in my life, I wouldn't become who I am today. And I honestly wouldn't want it any other way. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's very brave both for your mom and him. The mom, for your mom specifically, yeah, to make those decisions. I mean... I mean, for a father and for like a macho guy that your mo- mom said, like, you know, alpha kind of guy, I think it's hard to admit that you can't take care and you're not willing to commit to something that you brought yourself into. And so I think it's very mature and at the same time brave to do that. Yeah, and also your mom to go through it alone. I mean, that's just very brave of her. And also for you, I guess, like, Sharing this story to millions of readers and now doing this podcast interview is very brave of you to share your story no matter how difficult it was for you to grow up and accept it. So, thank you so much! Natalia Patolot is a 19-year-old BS Communication Technology Management student at the Ateneo. She aspires to achieve her dreams and to inspire those around her. When she's not busy with her academics, internships, and business ventures, she does freelance writing from time to time. Check out her business at The Greatest Cake on Facebook. This has been the Youngblood Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions as to which works to feature on our next episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or to DM us on Instagram. We're also on other social media platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter, so if you want, please go ahead and give us a follow. We appreciate each and every one of you. 
I'd also like to thank everyone who's been with us since day one. You guys are the real heroes behind this podcast. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Thank you very much. This has been Leah Angela Shoko. Thanks for listening. Until next time.